20th Century Studios presents Vacation Friends 2, only on Hulu, Friday. Look at us, all together again. We just wanted to give you guys a real honeymoon. Shots, shots, shots! This Friday. He was just released from jail. Where can I get a drink around here? Back on vacation. This place is nice. It's drug lord nice. I'm sorry, drug lord nice? With more baggage. Ever since he showed up, he turned this relaxing vacation into total chaos. Vacation Friends 2, rated R, streaming only on Hulu, Friday. All right, it is the death lineup. As I mentioned last episode, Brian is on vacation, so we missed last week. But somebody came in and saved the day for me. None other than our favorite secondary guest host i guess because you've been on a few times ben cruz what's up man double g thanks for having me on man what what is what is brian doing taking a vacation (laughs) this late in the season (laughs) well he'll be back by sunday i believe so that's the last game yeah he'll be back for the playoffs so he 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 actually timed it he timed it okay he he timed it okay right Uh, you know I want to. We're going to talk about Warrior stuff, and we're going to dig into the playoffs, Wiggins, you know, everything about that. But the first thing I want to ask you, with uh, you, uh, your, you and your your company, you guys go on these uh, like business trips to these big events, and yeah. you produce so much content. Now, you guys did the All Star Game. I know you've huh? done live shows with the Ringer. Yep. Yeah, and then you were just at WrestleMania this weekend, this past weekend, and you Ooh. guys put out so much stuff. Like, what is that process like of going on like a? It's it's a business trip. I mean, I'm sure you have a little bit of fun, but you guys are working so hard. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, we're very lucky in that WWE has been very kind with the connects, right? I mean, the the amount of interviews that we got out there was was awesome. Um, and you know, uh, you know, the, the shows that we had to do, um, around those interviews were also great. Uh, and just getting the guys all together. Like we, we, you know, most of them actually live on the East coast. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was cool to have them kind of over here on the West coast to kind of do these shows, but it was a grind. I mean, it was, I basically lived in this wrestling bubble for an entire, <laughs> entire week. It, it felt it was eight days. Literally. I got home. I drove home Tuesday morning and, and I'm still somewhat recovering from that week. Uh, you just when you're there, I, what WWE did was genius out there. They they took over the city. Yeah, it was. Tremendous. You know what I mean? And I mean there were other indie shows and everything else happening out there. WrestleCon, all this other stuff. But they, w, the WrestleMania was the thing. Everything was based around WrestleMania, and uh, you couldn't help but you know do content with them. Um, and it was, uh, it was one of the most fun work things I've ever done. Also one of the most tiring, but it was, it was at the end of the day, completely worth it except for the, uh, the raw after mania, which (laughs) I don't, that the, the raw after mania is the equivalent of this entire warrior season. (laughs) Like last year was night one of WrestleMania. Yeah. 39. And then this season has been uh, the raw after Mania, after WrestleMania 39. So that that was uh, it was it was a time. But I'm glad to be back and escape from this bubble and talk some talk some hoop a little bit. It, the, the Ringer, uh, I I would say now this is just being someone who's been a fan of Bill Simmons's since you know he started at ESPN. Really is when I could could read his work. You you guys are 
really strong in hoop. That that's Bill's favorite sport. You guys yep. got a lot of really strong hoop writers and the podcast as well. What is like was there a difference in the way that you guys did content for hoop as when you were in WrestleMania, like for the all-star game, or was it like that same process? You guys have a process. This is what you do on these live things. And this is how you produce all this stuff. Did it feel any different or was it very similar to how you guys do basketball? Um, It, it felt a little different in that. So the last couple ones we did, the NBA ones that you kind of alluded to there, you know, that was more about giving, um, the live crowds that we had kind of had venues at, you know, a show that featured all of our ringer NBA people, right? KOC, Logan, uh, Kyle Mann, Syriot, you know, Michael Pina, all, uh, everyone, I'm, I'm trying making sure I don't forget anyone because <laughs> was people will get mad at uh, Chris Vernon. So Chris Vernon, um, and this one was, we didn't, we did some live stuff, but this was more about getting, those interviews uh, that we could get with, you know, a lot of the superstars who were, who were all there. And again, literally everyone was there. This this was such a different experience than last one we did was at SummerSlam. And for most of the week that we were there, half the roster wasn't there because SmackDown was in a different city. WWE was in LA starting from, I want to say Tuesday Mm -hmm. uh, because they had some tryouts that were happening um, out there near, I think it was in Inglewood near UCL or in UCL at UCLA, I should say. And they were there basically until Monday night uh, through So everyone was there. The accessibility was just very different. And and that's what we were, uh, we were given the opportunities to just have this time Mm -hmm. uh, with, with a bunch of them. And it it ended up awesome. And uh, you know, we, we also obviously mixed in our, our previews, preview shows, and you know our our post shows. You even get squeezed in a little show at Wale Mania, which, <laughs> uh, fantastic with uh, you know Bay Area cats uh, in the Usos and in Solo Sokoa. So how was it was uh, Wale Mania fun? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 There's it was a, it was a wrestling fan fever dream. Yeah. Because yeah. there was just. You know the, the forbidden door, all this good stuff, right? <laughs> like AW and WWE and everything else is supposed to be head to head and blah blah blah. They were all there, yeah, chilling. Yeah. I was I was standing in the back at one point, and Adam Cole was like standing right across from me, and so so was Britt Baker, and he was just he was chopping it up with uh, with um, with the Usos. You know what I mean? Who were just there, and you're just like, this is it's not bizarre because you know that they're all they don't actually all hate each other yeah there's some whatever uh between some certain people but uh, most of them just get along you know like powerhouse hobbs they're chilling with big e and yeah no no, those those photos went out and that that a lot of people were really in on those photos they love those photos we could talk about this stuff Uh, at some point I'm going to bring you on one of the wrestling shows Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll do that stuff let's let's stay on the basketball tip here the one of the more unfortunate stories of the year is right when it feels like the Warriors are getting something going, then something falls off and they got to regroup. Was this Andrew Wiggins story? Yeah, he was, he's been gone for over twenty games now. He is back with the team. He was with the team a couple days ago when they played Oklahoma City. It doesn't look like he's going to play for the rest of the regular season. They're probably right. just going to tune him up and. You know, they've learned sort of how to play without him. I don't know how well, but they have been able to stay afloat. 
and you you know the idea is that let's just get this guy back and ready to go for the for the playoffs. When you were thinking about that story, now I don't think you would consider yourself like a journalist, a journalist in, in the way that some people do. But sure. you, you obviously have thoughts about how to cover something. Do you think that the way that the Warriors handled this, like it sounds like the way that the Warriors handled this was the very, very protective and, and very athlete centric, which is great. That's the organization that they have. But from the media standpoint, I was kind of wondering, do you think the media folks like pulled off of this story just because that was kind of the sign that they were getting from the Warriors? Like, you know, this is different. Like we don't, because I feel like in a different market, maybe there would have been a lot more questions, a lot more digging, a lot more sort of investigating. Like, what is this dude doing? Did like, did you feel that way? Or, or did you sort of feel like what it seemed like the Bay area media did, which is okay. We did our digging there. They want that. Everything's quiet. We're, we're going to keep cool. I mean, it's it's wild that in 2023 that nothing about it ever leaked, right? Yeah. There were obviously all those ridiculous rumors Stupid that rumors, surfaced yeah. and, you know, the TikTok rumors and everything else that had ultimately no bearing whatsoever. But, you know, I saw, I saw a piece uh, by, I believe it was by Sam Amick over at The Athletic uh, that, was, that was out today, or maybe it was yesterday, that... He described basically this whole situation with Wiggins and how the Warriors handled it, like a masterclass, mm-hmm. right? Th- that was, I believe, the, the term in the headline. And it's hard to argue with that because in any other situation, especially now in, in this information-driven, rumor-monger yeah. uh, world that we live in, something was going to leak. That's just what you thought when it became sort of a little bit on the weird side of, oh, is he like, what's going on with him? Yeah. And the fact that none, nothing leaked from the organization, like it was this tight lipped was, it was, I mean, refreshing. I don't know if that's the correct word, but it was definitely different because in any other situation, it would have leaked. Yeah, it, you know there there have been far less things than obviously what you know it came out. Uh, you know he, he's his family is dealing with some family issues and everything else. But like in any other situation, I feel like someone would have had loose lips a little bit. Someone in the locker room, someone in the organization, and they kept it they kept it sealed. And, and to your point, I mean, we we read everyone who covers the Warriors in the Bay. They're all very, very good at their job. And, yeah. and they did their due diligence in digging and asking the people that they usually ask and they couldn't get, and I'm sure they tried very, very hard. The fact that they couldn't get it, I mean, I, I believe it was Marcus Thompson who, uh, he tweeted this or wrote it, where it was just, if the Warriors are good with Wiggins being out, so should we. Mm. And once that came out, it was a wrap. Like, what are we doing? We're digging into this dude's personal life because we wanted to play basketball i mean it it, it just got it, there, there was a period there where you wanted answers right I, you know you maybe seven ten days in you're like well is is you know exactly what's going on like can we you know you're just trying to brace yourself as, as someone who consumes the warriors after that it just became a a matter of oh it must be if nothing is leaked again it must be serious it must be bad well and, and that also says to me is the organization kept such a tight lip on this thing due in part because they know 
that Andrew himself is very secretive and right. he wants to make sure that that you know his information doesn't really get out. And so what Marcus in a sense is saying is that if the Warriors were unhappy, if the organization was unhappy, somebody may have said something and they didn't, and thus nobody knew. And you know, I I I, I believe that you know someone as experienced as Tim Kawakami. Uh, you know, he probably, he, he was probably the closest, you know, he's, he's the closest person to what, what people would consider like these East coast media folks. Right. Cause he worked out there. So, but I, I found the whole thing fascinating and kind of like you, even though, you know, we kind of are media in some way, the fact that it didn't get out was like you said, refreshing. And the fact that it's, it wasn't, any like obviously the family issue that they're de- they're dealing with uh i think shams said it was his father uh, right. a health issue with his father former nba player mitchell wiggins uh and you know like yeah th- like that they they really really made sure to take care of him and that is something that kind of warms my heart because you know there's been some issues with this team in in the last several years, right? There's been a lot of chaos with uh, the team, Kevin Durant and Draymond punching Jordan Poole and, and the, the Gary Payton that, injury and the James Wiseman thing. So it was kind of like, okay, like let's bottle it down because we are so focused on this this last run here. And that's part of the fascinating thing too, right? Is just, you know, if you're looking at the most recent thing with this Wiggins situation, if you're a player on the outside, Right. And you're looking at it. You must be impressed that the whole organization was able to keep this under wraps or, you know, more or less. <laughs> but then on the flip side, no one could stop that video of Draymond punching Jordan Poole <laughs> from getting out. Right. So it's it's this dichotomy that is super, super interesting. But, you know, I mean, obviously, with the, the first instance with the video, someone got some sort of bag and, and, you know, got greedy and did their thing. And this was, um, you know, and someone's trying to vilify Draymond, right. <laughs> with, with that video, this one, it didn't have, I mean, what good would it have done anyone to, to leak it? Right. Yeah. No amount of money. Like you have to be a real, a real piece of work to be out there trying. I, I mean, to I guess information the on Wiggins's family, the only reason to even if you're on the Wigan side is to just like disprove these stupid rumors. But if you disprove the stupid right. rumors, then you're like, well, we're even, even the fact that we're giving them any attention is probably not good. So yeah, that all, all that. Do, do you think that it's going to be enough? He's going to have enough time to kind of get in the swing of things and, and be helpful when, whenever their, their first playoff game is. I mean, he's, it'll be, that will be, Interesting. It's hard to say that like, he'll be right back, um, kind of back and forth. I mean, when he came back from his initial injury, before he obviously he took this time, he struggled a little bit, right? But he started to find his footing uh, before he the was, he was break. playing really well before he left. Yeah. yeah. Um. So it might take him some time, and that's probably what they're using. You know, this ramp up period. I feel like we've used the word <laughs> ramp up with the Warriors synonymously for the last couple of years, but um, he's going to help because he he provides them something. He he might again. Last year he was their second best player in the finals. Yeah, right. Just both ends of the court being 
do, not dominance, probably not the right word, but being just super effective, you know, a, a point of attack defender, someone who could get his own shot when, you know, the actions break down. Rebounding they, like a madman. Re, rebounding like uh, whatever he was averaging in the finals, which was ridiculous. But he will be helpful because he can't, he, he has something, he's, he does stuff that no one on, on the rest of the team does as a complete package and as one player. Right, he's he's probably the most versatile player on the team, um, and one of the most important. So, whether they'll slot him in and, and they'll build that back up, I mean, in terms of what matchup probably is best for that, I feel like that's the Kings because I feel like he could slow play that um, just a smidge, just a little bit. The Kings are very very good, but they also can't defend anyone. <laughs> so, if you want Wiggins to find his rhythm and find some confidence, that's that's the team you want. Uh, you know, if you're in the play-in in, in a one-game situation, or I guess you know, if you're sitting the seven-eight game, a two-game situation, I don't know how ideal that is to throw Wiggins into the deep end like that. But he, there's no way he won't be effective because they just need everything that he's going to bring to the table. And if they do skip the play-in, you have a whole week off, and then you could even gingerly bring him back like they did Steph last year at the beginning of the playoffs where he comes in as like the six man. And, you know, you could start Kaminga and have Kaminga play like a five minute stint and then replace him at Wiggins. They, there, there's some stuff that they can do. Um, but yeah, I mean, I am, I'm a little worried just because we saw what happened when he was hurt and then he came back. It just seemed like it right. took him forever to get his rhythm. It's not like Steph where Steph just comes out of the gate gunning. <laughs> like he's just like, yeah, I was gone, but this is how I get back, how I get my rhythm back. I'm just gunning. Right. So it, that that's going to be, I think, a big key to this playoffs and why they probably need to avoid the play-in, which we're going to talk about right now. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great, talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash blue wire sports offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at indeed.com slash blue wire sports. That's indeed.com slash blue wire sports and support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast indeed.com slash blue wire sports terms and conditions apply need to hire you need indeed. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like, maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. As you see it, and, and I know you've been in, uh, in, in wrestling uh, world here for a little while, but we're, you know, we have two games left. Currently, the Warriors sit in the sixth spot. And like you said, they would play the Kings in the first round. And I guess, supposedly, 
there's like four starters are questionable for Friday's game on Sacramento's end. Yeah. I mean, they don't have much to play for at this point, right? They seem to be locked in to the three seed. And why wouldn't you just rest all your all your guys? The last thing you want at this point is an injury. Yeah. <laughs> to kind of derail any type of um, momentum heading into the playoffs. So, again, the Warriors just need to win one of the two. Right in the next uh, of the last two to kind of secure this six. Well, I think I think and they'll if, be gunning for it. If the Clippers win two, they'll have forty four wins, and if the Lakers win two, they'll have forty three wins. So if the Lakers and the Warriors finish with the same record, and the Warriors go one and one, the Lakers would actually leapfrog yeah. leapfrog the Warriors. The Warriors would be in seven. So it's it's really about what the Lakers do. If the Lakers, I think the Lakers play the Suns tomorrow uh, or later today, depending on when you listen to this. And if the Suns beat the Lakers, then I think the Warriors are, you know, the Warriors are pretty good. But if the Lakers beat the Suns, then they got the Jazz to end the season. And that's probably a game that they win. So it's all, it's, it's really dependent on, on this, uh, on this upcoming Friday game. Now, if the Warriors win out, then they're fine. They don't have to worry right. about it. So the, the, they obviously the, the destiny is in their own hands at this point to, to just win two and get to 44 wins. That's why the, the Clippers game last night was uh, – I thought that that was the good – that was a good finish for the Warriors was, okay, let's – It was an ideal result for them. <laughs> yeah, and, you know, the, the Clippers would have fell, uh, fell below the Warriors – but then they could win too, and if they caught the war, it's it's it's, it's all crazy. But um, I, you know, I think they're in good shape. But they they winning Friday would be really good for them. <laughs> you know, tanking that Friday game, especially if the Suns are gonna sit some folks, that would be really bad. I mean, it it doesn't help that this is on the road, <laughs> right? They were just it's completely unexplainable at this point, I feel like, where, you know, their struggles, but I mean, again, if if the Kings are resting people uh, and they're not at full strength, full capacity, the Warriors do have a shot and they they if if they don't figure this out now, <laughs> then when? You know what I mean? Like at some point you're going to have to go on the road or they're going to be on the road a lot. Yes. Right, if if yes. they make the playoffs. So it's, uh, it's, it's something they just got to figure out in these next couple of days here. Okay, let me quickly read the scenarios here. Okay. If the Warriors go 2-0 and the Clippers go 2-0, the Warriors are in the sixth spot. If the Warriors go 2-0 and the Clippers lose one game, the Warriors would actually go all the way to five. Oh, geez. Yep. So if the Warriors split, all kinds of crazy stuff can happen. If the Clippers, Lakers, and the Pelicans go two and zero, and the Warriors split, the Warriors fall all the way to eighth. That is not that's good. That's <laughs> insane. If, all... the, if the Clippers go one and one, and the Lakers and Pelicans also uh, go two and zero, the Warriors are eighth again. If the Clippers go one and one, and the Pelicans lose one and the Lakers go two and zero. the Warriors are seven. So you have all of these different weird ways that the Warriors can fall out. And so that's why I'm just like, can we just win two basketball games? I don't know if we've won two on the road before in, in a row this year. You know, it could be a uh, good to happen you know, for good. First thing to happen here at the end of the season. But if they just win two games, they're locked in to at least six and could also go up to five. So how about let's just do that. 
I mean, they're in no position whatsoever, given the season that they've had, to just be willy-nilly about trying to throw away one road game or try to position themselves. They 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 have to win both, or at least try yeah. to win both. Because, again, if if they had just taken some of these road games early on in the season just a little bit more seriously and just yeah. kind of went for it, I mean, that... This is now obviously hindsight is twenty twenty type of thing, but that first road trip that they went on, that that five gamer, five games they, in a row, right? They went zero and five, <laughs> lost a bunch of them within the last like minute or or, or so. Yeah, R- ridiculous. Like you're not in this position. You're you're probably firmly entrenched in the six or the five. And you're not having to worry about falling all the way to eight, all the way to the play-in where you haven't proven yourself at all. Where you, the last time you were in the play-in, you lost two games. I mean. They uh they have no room the room the, the one of the narratives of this season with them has been the the room for error has yeah. been has been razor thin yeah and we're back to that again in these next two you, games. you said it on a few of the early shows that you did with us this year you you used the term playing with their food that's what they were doing on the road like they yeah. just sort of expected to win these games and then they would get really sloppy and they'd lose these games in the end. And you're just like, my mm, God, I really hope that one doesn't hurt us because that looked like an easy W. Like there was a Charlotte game, I think they lost in Charlotte. Yeah. And so that that's, you know, now they're paying for it. Now, if you were to guess, just based on how this Warrior season has gone so far, do you expect them to play above their expectations in these last two games and make things easy? Or do you expect them to fool around and make it hard, which is kind of what I'm expecting? Yeah, I mean, again, with these being two road games, I firmly believe they can go 2-0. Do I expect two convincing wins, two blowouts? <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, because, again, they've they've given the fans and, and analysts and, and whoever watching them Absolutely no reason to trust them on the road. Yeah. Right. It's, it's got, it, it's literally gotten to the point where people have tried to figure it out. Right. Zach Cram wrote a great piece for us um, on the ringer. I believe it was who wrote on, on the athletic. Was it um, uh, Hollinger or someone like that? They, they like have all these numerical breakdowns. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All these advanced stats and stuff that you want to see that maybe through all of this, you find a statistic that you can hang on to. And at the end of these pieces, <laughs> It always just comes down to there's really nothing we can we can surmise from any of this, right? It's it's so unexplainable. And look, they've they've just got to sack up, right? And 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 kind of do what they've done in the past, which is be very very good on the road. I mean, that being said, you know, I in the West, no one's been good on the road. Right? I, I don't know if the stat stat still holds, but I believe on on group chat the other day. Uh, the guys were talking about it, and th- there's only one team that has a winning record on the road in the West, and that's the Kings. <laughs> so it's just been a weird season in general, but the Warriors have just been so far on that weird scale where you just you don't know what to expect. I mean, you and I and, and Brian, we text every game, <laughs> yeah. and it's just literally, it's you know, there's a mix of you know, hey, this might be it. This they're looking fine. It's just. I, I'm always just negative. I'm like, we're going to lose this game. Yeah. And eventually no. sometimes we do win them or the Warriors do win them. But I'm just, I, I've been beaten down 
I've been beaten down to the point where I just assume we're gonna they're going to lose every road game. And yeah, me too. I, I, that's just I will still I will remain. I'm I'm preparing myself mentally for the playing game. <laughs> like to, that's that's where I'm at. To to the uh, the point from the the group chat show, the Nuggets are 19 and 20 on the road. Grizzlies are 15 and 24, but they're both tremendous home teams. Incredible. Uh, uh, the Kings are actually a better road team than they are home team, which is kind of amazing because they keep lighting the beam, and we, we you know we think of them as like oh Sacramento. No, they're actually a better road team than they are home team. And then Sun 17 and 23, Clippers are 500, so they're at 20 and 20. Right. And the Warriors are nine and 30. Oh my God. I mean, what wouldn't you sell your soul at this point for the Warriors to be just a smidge under 500 on the road or, you know, a couple of games that you'd be, yeah, you'd be, baseball. you'd be good. You'd, you'd be like, you know what, if they're, if, if, if they win 18 out of their 41 games, you know, 18 and uh, what is that? 20, 21 or, or, or whatever. You'd be good with that. You'd you'd be or twenty three, is that right? Twenty three. Yeah, you'd be good yeah. with that. You'd be like, yeah, you know, you want to be at least five hundred, but you'd be fine. And for them to be have only not, they don't even have double digit wins on the road, which is crazy. I know they need to at least pull one of these out to even get there. That yeah. is, it's such a statistical anomaly that again, we'll, we'll look back on this years from now, right after the Steph era. And, and Clay and Draymond era is over. And, you know, we'll look fondly back on the four championships, 15, the first one, you know, 22, the one that, you know, the comeback. And then there'll be a pause in the conversation. <laughs> and just, you'll, we'll, I think we'll just turn and look at each other and say, remember the road record in 23? <laughs> what, what the hell was wrong with them? It, it's wild. Okay. So two, two questions, then we'll get out of here. The first question is, Obviously, it has to be as currently constructed because they're not bringing anybody in. Hopefully, no one's getting hurt. But GP GP's back. Andre uh, Andrew Wiggins is going to be back. I guess the one person that we don't know is Iguodala, but I still saw he's wearing some sort of guard on his wrist or on his hand. And they've right. been they've said nothing about Iguodala, so I don't know what to think about Iguodala. But essentially. Outside of Iguodala, they have their full team headed to the playoffs. Clay, he didn't play as well, I, I don't think, in, in March as he did in February, but he he really played well, especially on those the the time that Steph was gone. You know, Clay really had to carry the burden of the scoring. Kaminga has made some improvements. Even Mo Moody against the 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 Thunder was was really solid. He had some really good yeah. minutes. My my buddy uh, Jay uh, Magat, he had he he tweeted or no he texted in a group chat, and he's like, "Why is Anthony Lamb starting this game against the Thunder?" And so I just gave him the spiel of, "Oh, you know, Brian and I have talked about this stat, and we we both hate this stat too." But Kaminga, Lamb, and Draymond together have like this really good plus minus. Yeah, and and so I was, I was just saying that's probably why. But then you watch that game. And then I was like, yeah, why did Lamb even play? Because the Thunder don't even have a center. They don't even have power forward, really. They're playing like four small forwards and and a point guard, essentially, yep. in, in Shea. And I was like, why did Lamb even need to play? Just run small with them and put all of your best offensive players in the game. But uh, Steve did that in the second half. He didn't do that in the first half. So 
you know, you have these opportunities to switch and match and, and everything. Would you, do you believe the Warriors have a shot, a good shot to win the West? Oh. I think they have a shot. I, I think it's, and the only reason is because Wiggins is back. Yeah. Right. If Wiggins is not back, they have no shot. If you have Wiggins out there, I mean, you can still fall back on, you know, for the first half or so of the season, right? They still had the best starting five from a number standpoint, right? When he was out there, right? When they're running their conventional Steph, Clay, Wiggins, Draymond, and Looney, right? That's just something that you can fall back on if Wiggins is there. Now, the bench is, uh, there's going to be a big adjustment coming, right? There's a domino effect that once Wiggins slides back into the starting spot, how, how do they handle it? And they have a lot of, they just have a lot of guards, right? They have a lot of wings, right? So not, not a lot in, in terms of, in terms of size. And obviously you can throw Jermichael Green in there a little bit. He has not played. He's not, he's not playing. Right. So you're just going to throw him in there in kind of the most important games. And, and, and maybe you can, you know, in a seven game series, you can you can game plan him in, right? For like certain spurts here and there. And you know in, who their bigs halves. are? Looney, Draymond, Kaminga, yep. and Clay. Yeah. Clay's, Clay's Clay's like a stretch four <laughs> at this point. <laughs> or like a he's, yeah. He's gotta slide out. I mean, you see him banging underneath trying to get rebounds. And he's because not bad. He's not bad. No, I mean, no, he's fine. I mean, it's it's different for him, you know, for sure. He's never he never had to really do that in his entire career. Not a great rebounder, but he's got a little bit of size and he's got some strength there, some old man strength as he gets a little older. So it kind of works because then you flip it around on offense, and then whoever's playing four has got to go out to the perimeter with him. So it, it, in some instances it works, but yeah, Anthony Lamb slides into play four. Like when Iguodala was playing, he was playing a lot of four. You know, it is almost a crime that the Warriors could not find somebody else to take up some of these Draymond and Kevon Looney minutes. Like, you, it's like one of those things where like you have one job. <laughs> they couldn't do it. I mean, in in, in theory, though, that was Wiseman. Yeah, yeah it was supposed <laughs> he, to be Wiseman. He was supposed to be Wiseman. It didn't work, and they traded him for five picks. Obviously, those five picks became GP, became yeah. GP, and and in in essence, GP does play sort of like that small big man role. Like offensively, yeah, he effectively is you know a rim runner. You know, you find him in the dunker spot, uh, but it's it's going to be it's going to be a slog. And look, if Wiggins is in there. I think they have a. I think they have a shot. This J, JP renaissance that's been sort of happening in the last seven, eight games is if you get if you get this piece or this version of Jordan Poole, the the dynamics of the Warriors are just a little bit different, right? Because yeah. look, defensively, he's just he's gonna be the same train wreck, right? He's not good defensively. Mm-mm. Uh he's he's going to get out of position, he's gonna get beat. But if he's shooting efficiently if he's an efficient offensive player like he was last year he had the he had the same defensive deficiencies last year he was just way more efficient 
in terms of how he could score mm-hmm. and you know and everything else. If he can even meet a fraction of that, then then there's a shot because his his minutes are not a complete minus, you know, and and you can play him in these small lineups, you know, you know, Steph, Poole, uh, Clay, Wiggins, and Draymond, right? And in kind of a closing lineup. I mean, I doubt that they will because I think Kerr trusts Gary Payton more in kind of a in a closing lineup like that where GP will play the two, but and if Steph seemingly likes that a lot too. So oh yeah. Add, he's like the security blanket out there for Steph. Yeah, I mean that's he's their he's their only rim runner too. You yeah, know what I mean? so it's it's just kind of gives the offense a little bit uh, of a different look. So there's a shot, but going into you know whatever this ends up being the playoffs, the play in, there's the feeling that I have entering whatever this postseason is is not where we we were last year, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, the three seed facing a you know beaten down Nuggets team, like all right, they'll, they'll probably get past them. Once they beat the the Grizzlies, there was a sense, you know, where you felt like they could actually win this whole thing. Yep. And you know that percentage probably starting before that Nuggets series was probably around a fifty percent. You know, it, depending on how this all shakes out, because Steph was still coming back. I don't even know if it's that high, man. Starting starting these these playoffs, it might be kind of around like a twenty thirty percent confidence approval rating whatever you want to call it so i think the sacramento the sacramento series if that is where they play will tell them a lot right because yeah totally if they have what it takes they will beat up on the kings and if they don't and the kings boat race them then you're like yeah that's the warriors team that i saw all year long uh they would have to go through it if the standings stay as uh, as the playoff picture says today the Warriors would have to beat Sack, and they would have they they're not the the going to be the home favorite here. They they don't have the home court advantage. Then they would have to go into Memphis, a, a mm-hmm. hungry Memphis team. Oh, they hate they hate the Warriors. <laughs> by the way, I was in Memphis and I was I was terrified for my safety. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have to put on a Memphis Grizzlies hat or anything? Oh no, no, I, it was just. Being in, uh, you know, we actually did a live show out there, and you know, a couple of teams were thrown out during the show, just in terms of like, what do you think about this team in the West? Right, smattering of booze for the Nuggets, smattering of booze for, uh, you know, the Kings and everyone else, and then they got to the Warriors, who at that time I think were seventh or eighth. When I tell you the vitriol that came out of these <laughs> nice Southern people's mouths uh, was shocking. It was again, I. I I made a I made a choice I made a business choice and a life choice to not reveal my face <laughs> to anyone that was in a two mile radius. That's that's amazing. Uh, so then you'd have to go through the Grizzlies, and then if you get out of there, then you're facing either Denver or Phoenix, and again without home court advantage. The the one playoff scenario that I think a lot of Warriors fans are trying to talk themselves into is the repeat of when the Rockets... The Rockets at six? Yeah, the Rockets yeah. at six. They win the West, and then uh, they go and beat uh, the Orlando Magic in, in the finals. That's the, that is the, the scenario that it would take, which is, you know, there was no real... Like, Phoenix was a good team back then. Utah was a good team back then. Seattle was good back then. But there were no killers... 
Right. Everyone was in that post Jordan and right. era a little bit where everyone was trying to figure it out. And that that's kind of how it is. I mean, Denver got out to a really, really big lead, but they have not played that well of late. Uh I don't know. I don't think Jokic is injured, but he also hasn't had uh his usual stellar performances as late of They might be playing possum a little bit. Sure. Yeah, they're, totally. They're so far ahead where why why push it? But they, they also have some glaring uh issues that they've got to fix and deal with going in going into you know these playoffs. The West is gonna be wild, right? Not not to kind of go back to that, you know, the wild west stereotype, but it's gonna be interesting. The East I feel like, you know, there's there's three teams that are cut above the rest and, you know, one of those three will emerge from, you know, the 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 triple threat there. So you ba- but, you basically I think you're answering what my second question was going to be was if the Warriors would possibly get out of the West, god, it, you would just think that they would be so tired heading into an Eastern Conference final or an NBA finals against the Eastern Conference team who wins and Milwaukee, Boston, Philadelphia, those teams are, I feel, I don't, I don't know, maybe Denver's better than, than Philly, but I feel like those three teams are better than any of the West teams. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I mean, even, I mean, who's, who's three right now? So the, uh, the, the Sixers are three. I mean, we, we obviously got robbed of that Embiid Jokic matchup. Yeah. Uh, you know, from last week, but it, and this might be recency bias, but the way that Denver's been playing recently has been, again, a little alarming if you're a Nuggets fan. But also, uh, if you're kind of going on paper a little bit, the Nuggets should be better than the Sixers. And if let's say that that they get there, you know, if that's if that ends up being the NBA championship matchup, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how beaten down Jokic and Embiid are at that point, right? Like that's, that's a slog and they're, they're going, they're going to be physically demolished right on on their own accord because the way that people defend them and whatnot. So it'll be interesting to see how they even survive getting there. Um, It's, but if the Sixers get there, that means they they would have had to beaten both the the Celtics and the Bucks theoretically, which again, that is, is a war and a slog. All right. I think we I think we'll shut it down here. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, but I did want to look at this thing with a little bit of realistic eyes cuz we all we all want the Warriors to get there cuz you you just get there and then you know Steph Curry the way he played in the playoffs last year, he he could do that again and and really put the team on, on his back and uh it's going to be it's, it's going to be really tough though coming from where their 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 spot is. I mean, if you look at it, you know, going back to what you said at the beginning, where they had like the couple road games here and there where you're like, God, you know, you're just kind of screwing around. If they had two more wins, they could have at least home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs. Just two more. That's what separates Phoenix from where they are right now, which is kind of crazy if you think about it. And if you think of it, there's, there's so many games that they just gave away or just, I mean, uh, the game winner against the, what was it? The Pistons. Sadiq oh, Bay, I right? was there. That's what yeah you were there. Man. That's one uh, you you mentioned the Bobcats game or sorry Bobcats the Hornets game uh, at the beginning of the season on that zero and five road trip. Uh, you've thrown the Magic in there too uh, during that same road trip. But there's the Jazz game, the inexplicable loss oh against the God. Jazz. That's f- that's already four, and the, those, that's just off the top of my head, <laughs> right? Uh, it's 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 wild how many they just gave away, and and you know. That that's just the indicator of really where they are as a team, which is just 
currently is currently constructed just kind of an average team, right? Yeah. Eleventh yeah. offensive rating, eighteenth defensive rating, fourteenth net rating. It's 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 just so middle of the pack stuff mm-hmm. where it's it's not that surprising, but on you know obviously coming off of a championship, just you know a little surprising. All right, we'll shut it down. I want to thank Ben for for doing this. I didn't want to go dark for two weeks in a row. Uh, he he's still recovering from WrestleMania weekend, <laughs> so he sucked it up and hung out with us here. But uh, next time we do a show, uh, Bri will be back, and we'll sort of figure out what we're going to do in the playoffs because last year during the playoffs is when we launched this show. So we tried to come on and do live recaps of every playoff game. We didn't do every single one, but we did a lot of them. So we'll have to figure out if we if we have the time to do that. But we're definitely going to do some. And uh, playoffs is going to be fun. You know, the, the Warriors could be, you know, can you know, Cancun, you know, pretty soon. But right. until that happens, I think it'll be pretty exciting. All right, Ben, thank you for for doing this. Uh, so for Ben, I'm Double G. We will see you when we see you. Peace. Out. Thanks, everybody. When you download the Kroger app, you have easy access to savings every day. Get the most out of weekly sales and receive personalized coupons to save on your favorite items, all while earning one fuel point for every dollar spent. Kroger makes it easy to save while you shop, whether it's in-store or online, so you get the most value out of every trip, every time. Download the Kroger app now to save big on your next purchase. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Must have a digital account to redeem offers. Restrictions may apply. See site for details.